addressing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, good morning. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, where we give you the African perspective. It's 11 o'clock once again. Thank you for joining me, Benjamin Mushatam, for this one-hour program. I will be with you until midday Central African time. And Well, today we're going to be looking at a very interesting story in South Africa in terms of a movie that was recently released in, in South Africa. It's also an international movie uh, where distributors of the controversial film Inglab are now considering legal action following the age restriction being removed uh, and moved to 18 years of age. The film has been uh, taken off circuit and some of uh, the uh, uh, movie cinemas and uh, this is after uh, the film appeals board ruled to move the age restriction from 16 years. The the film can now be found at adult-only stores. Now, let's listen to this report by Angela Bolawana who reports on the scene of what has been happening in terms of the various stakeholders who've been arguing about this particular film. The film, based on circumcision rights, has generated heated debates with traditionalists calling for its banning. Their main point of contention is that it exposes to the public a traditional practice that's done in secret. Those opposed to the film also say it distorts the cultural practice and has the potential to turn off future initiates. It emerged that the Film Appeals Board had reclassified it to 18 after an appeal process by the traditional leaders' organization, Contralesa, Commission for Rights of Cultural, Religious and Linguistic Communities Chairperson, Tokum Kalova, is happy about the new age restriction. For now, all that we've uh, been granted is that it's going to be removed from the mainstream into the other space that is for 18-year-olds. So the struggle will continue. Uh, I don't think it stops there. I think uh, we need to find a mechanism uh, as how we move forward. The Cultural and Creative Industries Federation of South Africa's Tony Horohe says the makers of the movie should have taken into account the sensitivities around the issues they tackle. He says it's clear that they'll need to educate investors. No, I think the, the, the movie was done from a artistic point of view rather than from a a holistic understanding of the story and where the story comes from and why certain things must be told in the story and why they should not be told in the story. There's a little sensitive thing that um, um, the director and the producer should have been aware of. right? And I think that um, they were not aware of those issues because maybe it's because they don't come from that culture or they don't understand that culture. They just saw a piece of story and a piece of work that they can exploit and, 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 and make movie about, you know. The South African Human Rights Commission says it's investigating complaints by the producers and the public. The producers of the film were threatened with their lives, while the sectors of the public have problems with what they say is a distortion of the cultural practice by producers. The distributors of the film say they have received communication from the appeals board about the age restriction. The film is already off circuit and the makers are now looking at options, as Helen Kuhn explains. Well, I'm going to quote to you directly from the letter sent to us by the FBB. 
The wound may only be distributed from bona fide adult premises as licensed by the Film and Classification Board. So that means it's adult venues. How feasible is that for this kind of movie, though? It's not feasible, obviously. You know, we are... We took legal advice um, and we will be reverting legally. The film is now classified in the same category as pornography, meaning the DVD can only be found in adult shops. But there are no DVDs yet and the makers want it back on circuit. Well, uh, that is a report by Angela Bolawane, who was reporting from Johannesburg. Very controversial indeed, the outcomes of uh, the release of uh, this movie in Ngaiba uh, that uh, was actually seen as controversial and also has released a huge conversation around freedom of expression versus issues of cultural sensitivities, as I mentioned earlier on. Now, to help us on this particular uh, topic, we have Busi Ntaban, who's the National Communicator of right to know as well as uh, Adze Uga who is a filmmaker. We also have Bafana Kumal who is one of the co-founders of Sonke Gender Justice. Well let me start with you Busi. I know that uh, right to know actually was very much strong in terms of uh, against uh, this reclassification of this movie. What were the reasons that you gave for the statement that you made as right to know? Well, for us um, as Rightino Campaign, we view um, the reclassification as um, a form of censorship um, which silences the voices of the LGBTI community. Um, and we also believe that it violates their constitutional right um, to freedom of expression. Um, since the Film and Publication Board did not really publish specific reasons for their decision, we think this is a dangerous and gross overreach in terms of their authority. Okay, let's look at that, those issues that you've highlighted. Why do you say that it is a, a movie that actually limits the, 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 the expression of the LGBTI community? Give us the reasons that you, you highlight that particular factor. We believe that um, the, the complaints, um, the core reason behind these complaints is the fact it's, it's homophobia. Because this is not um, this is not the first time we see movies like this uh, um, on, on, on the cinema seconds. But why complain about it now? Mm. Let me move to they, they have sure. been, especially around the issue of circumcision. This is mm. also not a new topic. This is something that has been tackled over the years. Um, but because it involves um, two men who are in a relationship, obviously the setting being that of the initiation school, it becomes a big issue. Let me come to you, Bafana Kumalo. What are your thoughts on on, on this particular movie? Do you agree with Busi, or do you think there's more that has to do with cultural sensitivities here and the complexities as well of ritualism in South Africa? Good morning, colleagues. I I fully agree with Busi. In fact, I'm shocked by the decision of the Films and Publications Board. I think it's really reversing a lot of the gains we have made in our democratic process. It's taking us back. It reminded me as um, an activist against apartheid, you know, having been told to be told by the apartheid police what I can read, what I can watch, where I can go, who I can fraternize with. I think that this kind of behavior is diametrically opposed to our constitutional value and the, the, the intention of where we want to be as a society, as an open society. 
I find it strange, actually, that you know a group of rabble rousers, I would call them, who march in the street and intimidate people and block cinemas, are allowed basically to get their way and block everybody from having the freedom to choose what they want to see and not to see. It's really setting a bad precedent for us in South Africa. It shocks me also that you know, we have many young people in this country who are dying in circumcisions every year. We never see these people taking to the streets, challenging that we must stop the, the, the dying of young people. So I, I can't, I can't uh, buy the story that the, the reason for this march in the streets is because of cultural insensitivity. Really, it's people who are homophobic, homophobic who are reacting to this because of their you know, homophobic traits, and that we have to meet in the bad because this, there's nothing unconstitutional mm. about this movie. It's a movie that is a good story for people who have seen it. I actually love to see it. I'm angered that now I'm not able to see it because a few people think we should not be allowed to see this movie. Mm. Adza, let me come to you. I want to move this topic a little bit um, further in terms of looking at uh, cultural sensitivities playing out here versus freedom of expression. How do you weigh these issues out, especially as a filmmaker? Because a lot of people have been actually uh, angered by this movie because it actually uh, focuses on uh, uh, the closer circumcision ritual, but uh, they feel that it's demonizing the the whole process. So for me, where I'm sitting, I'm wondering, how do you as a filmmaker weigh out freedom of expression versus this issue of telling a narrative uh, that uh, uh, could be opening up debate? Well, um, well, in the first place, right, when you make a film, right, as a filmmaker, as a producer, as a director, <clears throat> that film is first and foremost your right to explore something that you feel is very, very particular to you. Something that you want to basically bring out to the fore for society to engage with. So it's first and foremost your right to explore that issue through the medium of form. Now, in terms of cultural sensitivity and issues that might you know, be deemed as controversial, well, that is first and foremost the reason why you will explore that issue, if you know what I mean. If the issue was not one of controversy, if the issue was not one of conversation, if the issue is not one of you know, a debate, then why would you want to spend time, energy, and money, and maybe even your life, investing in making it in the first place? So that's, for me, the, the first point of contact as a producer, as a filmmaker, that it's my right to explore that issue. Now, in terms of how it's received, how, it's, how the reactions are more or less uh, influence what I do with it because even though I do make a film, the film is meant for people to kind of watch and engage with. So that is where the balancing act comes in. Now, normally what would happen, right, in most circles, and I'm not too sure why it didn't happen in this circle, is that if a film is seen to contain content that might be offensive, the practice has been in the past to edit out some of those things that are problematic. Now, the reason why you would do that is you don't want those issues to deter the public from the real issue the film is meant to be dealing with. That way the film can be you know, viewed, engaged with, and then the conversation would happen as the filmmaker intended in the first place. So that option also was always there, but I don't know why, for some reason, that didn't seem to be a consideration going forward in terms uh, with regards to Endeavor.
Well, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll come back uh, to that debate because I also want to uh, uh, pick uh, the ideas of Bafana Kumalo from Sonke Gender Justice and Busin um, Tabani uh, from Right to Know. In terms of uh, the balancing act here, uh, it seems like the issue of freedom of expression has been contested with this uh, uh, fact of uh, changing the, the restriction of the movie to 18 years. Let's take a quick one. We'll be back after this. Channel Africa has good news for you. We have extended our reach. If you have an iPad or iPhone, download the Channel Africa iOS app at itunes.apple.com. If you have a cell phone, then get our Android app at Google Store. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Good news for our listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial 605-47-1711. Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Well, thank you for joining us uh, right here on uh, Channel Africa. Uh, thank you for giving us your time on our shortwave service into sub-Saharan Africa on the frequency 9625 kHz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa on DSTV Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. And you can also stream us on www.channelafrica.co.za. And uh, we want to uh, discover really what is the issue here in terms of uh, this movie title, English. But which uh, I've watched it. It's a very, very, very um, movie that much is very difficult to watch. I have to say, it's not an easy watch. It confronts a lot of issues around masculinity, around sexuality, around culture and also the issue of uh, representation of uh, uh, gender in societies and what they represent and also it confronts culture in a very very major way uh, so I'm not surprised that uh, the atmosphere of controversies has been unleashed uh, through this very very beautifully haunting um, a movie titled Inleba. Well joining us for the discussion if you've just joined us we've got Musi Mtabane who's a national communicator of rights to know Adze Uga, who's a filmmaker, and also we have on the line Bafana Kumalo, who is a co-founder of uh, uh, Sonke Agenda Justice. And I, I want to deal with these issues of, uh, uh, you know, the, the the idea of what actually makes a movie much uh, classified in terms of the issues of nudity, violence, prejudice, because all of these issues are in this particular movie language as well. And there is a dominating feature of sex in this particular movie. And coming to you, Bafana, what was also interesting is the representation when I watched the movie. I know that you haven't watched the movie of uh, uh, this uh, homosexual couple 
a sexual sexual homosexual uh, duo in this particular movie because I had the privilege to watch it before it went off circuit. And what was interesting was how they were represented. It was they were on this mountain and they would go and disappear and they would uh, uh, become intimate with each other. And it, it was that representation for me that was I, I questioned in terms of does it not entrench uh, uh, the the stereotypes around uh, homosexuality. That that we know uh, I, I was more on that uh, side in terms of for wanting to know more in terms of why were they represented in that manner Bafana but in terms of narrating stories of uh, homosexuals not something new in South Africa we've seen that in, 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 in generations and it's become mainstream in South Africa for so the narration of the homosexual story is very interesting here as well well, you see, I'm at a disadvantage because I haven't seen the story and sure. um, I hear your perspective. But I would love to see it so that I make up my own mind. Um, you know, um, the, the, the challenge I have is, you know, many people who are uh, avowed to ensure that this movie is not shown have mm. also not seen it themselves. Sure, sure. You know, people are commenting on the basis of this is what I think it is about. But, I mean, assuming, um, as you say, you found, you know, that representation possibly a bit challenging for you, you know, is that a bad thing? You know, what, what are yeah, art sure. for? Sure. What is art for in our community? Is yeah. it not to bring out things to the open so that we can have conversations, mm. that we can engage? You know, I may feel uncomfortable about something, but that doesn't mean, therefore, you sweep it under the carpet. Sure. I think we are building a society where we would rather have those conversations openly, disagree where we disagree, challenge each other, and, and that is what a democratic society is about, you know. But when, when we then begin to say, no, but because I don't like that particular angle, therefore it should not be seen by anybody, that is what I have a problem with. Mm. And, and we feel, as Soviet Gender Justice, the film and publications misdirected themselves by actually doing the rating that they have done, it's really not doing service to the kind of society we are trying to build. We think it really needs to review this and we support the suggestions that this matter must be taken on review. Mm. Coming to you, Busi, um, it's interesting that we're talking about, uh, once again, uh, this issue of... uh, it seems like as a society we're struggling as well with um, the norm of embracing homosexuality within uh, cultural spaces. And I think this is where the debate is should be rather than the fact that uh, uh, we should be limiting this conversation. I think it's important that um, we openly engage on this issue. Um, For example, um, the FPB's classification guidelines, um, they claim that they are reflective of Africa's societal norms and values. But um, that might be good in paper, but in reality it it, it seems like it's it's the other way around. As we say that if issues like this, come into the forefront, as um, your previous um, guest has mentioned, why should we silence these kind of voices or sweep these kind of things under carpet instead of having an open debate about it? Let's engage and, and talk about these issues.
Mm. And into what does it say as well of how we as a society are engaging with the, the LGTBI community? Because I think that's also where there is a problem there, Busi. Um, if the LGBTIQ um, uh, community feel that um, they are misrepresented, for example, in, in, in a form like this, they have a right to speak out uh, um, and, and raise these issues. Um, it's not on us as, as uh, um, society to speak for a certain um, sure. group within the society. We all have a right to speak out. We all have a right to express ourselves. Hence, as R2K, we did say that while we we respect um, the the views of the people who came forward to complain, but that doesn't mean their voice must be louder than everyone else's. Mm. What are your thoughts on that, Adze, in, in terms of where we are with the discussion? Well, it, it feels like, you know, look, let me just start by saying this. South Africa is a very young filmmaking country. We're not as advanced as we should be. And, and unfortunately, the standards we set for ourselves, you know, the framework with which we operate within is set by the West and Europe. But in terms of being media literate and culturally advanced in terms of, you know, accessing and also engaging with motion picture and film, I still think we have a long way to go. And, 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 and of course, what's happening with Indreba is a reflection of that in the sense that, you know, when you make a film, right, you want the film to travel as much as you want it to because... The more people see it, of course, then you succeed as a filmmaker because you've made a film that people are finding very engaging. But when a film is resisted, right, it's of course saying that you know, the industry is being strangled, the young baby that is meant to be growing is not being encouraged, it's being stifled. And that's bad for the democracy, it's bad for the industry. You know, you want the industry to be vibrant and to be as diverse as possible in terms of content. We as Africans struggle to make films. You know, we always have to bang on doors, you know, spend years trying to raise money. And eventually when we get to make the film, you know, it's, it's a thing of joy. And, and most of the times we don't even actually make money from making these films. But the fact that the film is out there, we believe that we've added to the pool of knowledge that exists in the world by virtue of putting our microscope on one particular issue. And that's what we as filmmakers in Africa are. We are, in a way, political filmmakers. Every film from Africa is a political film. In fact, every film is a political film. So it's about now the measures of engagement, and it's also about how platforms are created post the film to be able to get people to actually engage with the film even after it's been made and it's on screen. So how do you dissect the film? How do you interpret the film? How do you appreciate the film? So those platforms don't exist. And in many other countries around the world, they do exist, especially developed countries like America and sure. the US sorry, and, and Europe. There are those platforms that help you take a film further in terms of what it's meant to do or achieve. We don't have that. And, and I feel like that's a gap that somebody should fill. You know, maybe it's us, the filmmakers, maybe it's government, I don't know. Mm. But there is a, definitely a gap that, that needs to be filled, whereby there's a, an interface between the audience and the filmmakers, not just the screen, where you, know, you pay and you watch, but where the conversation can actually go further, whereby you understand why the film is really made. Look, um, um, sexuality, masculinity, look, you can even apply this to violence. Like, mm-hmm. There are films that show gratuitous violence, an insane amount of blood and gore unnecessarily. Is there a reflex at Africa? That, that maybe the answer is yes. Is anybody protesting against those films? Maybe the answer is yes and no. You know? But the things that we live in a community and a society that is robust enough that you can actually have your voice heard. 
And like Busu said, it's really about one voice joining out all the other voices. Can we have a platform whereby all the voices can be heard at the same time, given the same weight and value, and then that assessment kind of influence what has to be done or needs to be done. In my opinion, you know, the film has been made and it's supposed to encourage the meeting of other firms too. Um, the, the idea that the firm is an attack on, on one thing, for me, I think is a bit, uh, yeah, it's a bit too far-fetched mm. because, like I said, you, when you're making a film, the process is very, very intricate from writing it, from researching it, from speaking to people, from even casting, you know, from going to the location. It takes a long time to make a film. So it's got to be a series of choices that are basically well-informed sure. before you make that film. Well, well, maybe, yeah. So I'll come back to you, Adze, because you're highlighting very interesting issues there, and we'll come back to that issue. But I have to let Bafana go. What are your final sentiments, Bafana, before uh, we let you go? Well, we really support uh, our colleagues at Right to Know that we must challenge this decision because we do think that even as people may feel there are issues that they would want to raise about the movie, it is only when we bring these things out into the open and have a conversation that we can move as a society. <clears throat> Once we begin to stifle ideas and strangle expressions um, of, of, of art forms, I, I think that, that, that will you know, uh, do a disservice to the democratic community we are trying to build. Let's have an open conversation. Let's allow free expression of views. Disagree, but don't don't stifle and muzzle other voices. Well, let's quickly take a break. We'll continue the discussion with uh, Busi Tabani, who is the National Communicator of Rights to Know, and uh, Anze Uga, filmmaker, who's joining us uh, on our program. Thank you to Bafana Kumalo, co-founder of Sonke Gender Justice, for giving his time uh, on our program. Let's take a quick break, and then after that, we'll continue and just get uh, uh, summarized uh, views of uh, uh, how to take things forward in terms of also the question around freedom of expression, especially in a very cultural sensitive uh, uh, continent such as uh, Africa. This is indeed a joyous night. We are delighted by the overwhelming support for the African National Congress. For the people of South Africa and the world, this is indeed a joyous night for the human spirit. Your help and apathy. This year, 2018, marks 100 years since the birth of South Africa's first democratically elected president, Nelson Kholithatha Mandela. Join Channel Africa, South Africa's international public service radio station, as we celebrate a centenary of the life and times of Madiba. Join us in a year-long broadcast campaign in honor of Nelson Mandela's legacy through a variety of informative radio programs. Channel Africa, celebrating 100 years of Nelson Mandela from an African perspective. Let us make Africa the tree of life. 
Well, thank you for joining us right here on African Dialogue. You're listening to Channel Africa. African Dialogue comes to you every Monday to Thursday uh, where we look at the big subject matters on the African continent today. Zooming into uh, South Africa and more into the film industry. But it's actually an issue that has actually unpacked uh, uh, really uh, cultural uh, concerns and also uh, the real societal complexities that have been uh, really unveiled by this particular movie titled Ingeba Busim Tabane is a national communicator of Right to Know. We also have Udze Uga, who is a filmmaker. I want to look at those issues, Uga, that you, you highlighted, and I'll come to you, uh, Busi, in terms of the fact of uh, the reclassification issues. I know that sex, language, nudity, violence, and prejudice were a very big issue co- concerning this particular uh, um, issue. Is the reclassification not justified because of the issue of sex being such a, a dominating figure in this movie or uh, was this supposed to be approached in a different manner? Well, um, to answer the question, that's, uh, uh, when, well, but this is the procedure. The protocol is this. Once you have a film made, produced, right, a film before it can be screened to you know, the public has to be classified and the rating given to protect the public. Right, and that is the SPD's responsibility. Now, from what I understand, the SPD went through the process, right, and basically gave the firm that classification already of a 16, PD 16. And then, as we all know, those to be classified later on, and given the the PG, no, not the PG, but then the basically the X the X rating. Um, so for me, that is what my point of departure because if the classification has happened correctly as far as the FPD was concerned in the first place, then maybe we'll be in this situation, if you know what I mean. Then the conversation so, will be different. So w- what would the hoo-ha be if there is a revision of that particular process? Is not that not justified if it wasn't inaccurately done initially? So, well, so by, by, by the reclassification, they're implying that they did not do it correctly in the first place, which, which is very, very rare. You know, which which I, I think this is the first time I'm hearing of it in the history of this country. I don't know about other people, but this is the first I hear of it in all my years as a filmmaker. So this is definitely a unique situation whereby they have reviewed the, classific- the classification and then decided, you know, let them limit where it can be seen. And that's what the classification basically does. They're now limiting where the film can be viewed and where it can be screened. And and for me, it's a political, it's, it's political statement, it's a political okay. choice. Um, um, and yeah, they, I mean, they only they know, and I can't speak for them in terms of what their real reasons are for having done so. But I know that as a filmmaker, it worries me that it can happen, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. this is what I do as well as a filmmaker. Yeah. Mm. I just want to say, O'Neill, that we did approach the Film and Publication Board, uh, but uh, they uh, didn't want to comment on our program, and we tried to also get hold of the producers of the film Ingleba, which we really struggled getting through to them. I think it's because uh, there is a, a pending case on this particular issue. But, Busi, looking more on issues of freedom of expression, I want to look at the technicalities of that, because some people say that you can't just say whatever you want, 
want and uh, override the cultural and social uh, uh, complexities and the issue of us being a nation whereby we 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 find ourselves in a diverse space so you cannot uh, look at those sensitive issues as right to know how do you balance these issues of um, freedom of expression um, versus um, ideas of uh, cultural sensitivity and, and, and social norms? Mm. Yes, it's important to understand the, the limits of um, freedom of expression. But if you look in terms of this context uh, around um, this film, we feel that um, the like we said earlier, we do respect the freedom of expression of the people who feel that they are misrepresented or in a way they kind of disagree with this form. But that does not mean that should lead them to the censorship of a certain narrative that people don't agree with. Um, if you look, for example, um, I don't know if you remember the story of um, Ayanda Mabulu, the, the painter based here in Cape Town. Sure on the paintings um, that he did of former President um, Jacob Zuma. Um, there were an outcry around those paintings, but they were not banned. People who wanted to go to the gallery and see those, 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 those paintings were able to do so. Okay. Why should now this um, reclassification, which is one categorization away from a total ban under the FTP's uh, um, classification schedule, be uh, um, accepted? Mm. Busi, what does that kind of, uh, I don't want to use the word uh, intolerance wrong, but I feel like I have to bring it in here because... Are we going to find ourselves where we are allowing that space of intolerance by not allowing certain images or certain narratives to be told in a very much uh, a diverse uh, society such as ours? Mm. We, we cannot allow that to happen. Um, that's why it's important that um, we support um, all the voices that have spoken out against um, this reclassification um, and support the voices that are calling for the reversal of this decision. Um, South Africa is a diverse country, um, and it is important that we give each and every South African a space to express themselves. And Bafana, I'm sorry, Adze, sorry, Bafana is gone, but Adze, coming to you, um, you know, what could the consequences be of this decision that has been made by the Film and Publication Board in terms of the creative space in which uh, uh, such as yourselves operate in? Well, um, uh, that's a very good question, and the answer is pretty much obvious, that um, self-censorship now will become the order of the day from filmmakers who really have topical issues that they wish to explore in their films. And because of this, there will be a lot of fear to, to continue to engage with issues which we know, right, are topical, which we have to speak about. And, 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 and watching a film doesn't mean you agree with, with what, what is the content or you disagree, but it means that you're now part of the conversation which you can have with yourself, with your children, with your friends and your peers, and all of that, and, and all of that. So, so for me, it's worrisome, and it also means, okay, for example, as, as an investor, well, as somebody who wants to invest in filmmaking, we source for funds from all over to be able to make a film. We, result, we, we, we source from private uh, funders and from public and government, of course, funders. And if the nature of the film is one that 
the funder can, will, will suspect that, wait a minute, this one is going to go through the same thing and if I went through, I will not put my money behind it. I will not invest in the firm. Sure. Therefore, even accessing funds become even harder going forward. But like I said, you know, yes, firms are political, but at the same time, again, they are business. And without the business, right, the firm, the, the entire process will not survive. Money needs to go in for money to come out. And at the end of the day, yes, there might be, there's a money issue, but at the same time, again, there's a social issue here, which I feel we are denying ourselves the chance to, to, to become uh, developed in by, by refusing to, to look beyond what makes us uncomfortable as a society and, 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 and as a continent, as a people as well. Because life just can't be about what is good, rosy, and fun. Sometimes, mm. you know, you need a better pill to kind of make you better <laughs> from a malady. Mm. Let me get your final sentiments, uh, Busi. What do you have to say as we wrap up the discussion? Um, in closing, as RTK, we want to call on the FCB to scrap um, this um, decision. Um, let's allow creative expression to flourish in South Africa. And uh, Adze, your final sentiments? Uh, well, I, I basically feel the same way. I, I feel it's just counterproductive for the industry that uh, mm-hmm. this sort of thing happens. And it, it sets a bad precedence. It's a slippery slope because it starts with Ingeba. Where does it end? Mm. Well, thank you, uh, Adze, for giving us your time. That's Adze Uga, a filmmaker based in South Africa. Also, we've got Musi Ntabane, who is the national communicator of Right to Know, who have uh, stood against uh, uh, the distribution of uh, this controversial film. I watched it. It wasn't that controversial in my view. Of course, it was uncomfortable, but uh, from where I was sitting, it wasn't really, really that controversial. But uh, it has become controversial due to the out outburst in society uh, due to uh, the storytelling uh, but uh, that's how we're going to wrap it up let's play some music let there be light by lira such a beautiful voice Nothing can ever be light until we choose to make it light. We can be the reason why. Let there be the light. We can keep a hope alive. We can be the right ones. The right ones for the task. We've been the missing part. So illuminate your light. Shine bright.